0: I'm excited to have back on the show Canadian accomplished actor, international singer, songwriter and director Wesley McInnes and he goes by the stage name Wes Mack Wes is here to talk about his latest role in the new science fiction horror TV series Imperfects and his latest single, "Looking for You." Welcome back, Wesley, Wesley, or Wes. Yeah. Both.
1: <laughs> I know it's it's the worst kept secret of me having multiple names. It's Wes uh, Mac is easier to spell. <laughs> and, uh, that's literally it. For, I think the first time I ever did a show, uh, like a solo uh, music show as Wesley McKinnis, I saw how they spelt my name on the marquee, and I was like, Ah, I need a stage name.
0: <laughs> yeah. It,
1: it was not correct. No, no, but
0: but I'm so excited to have you here back on the show and, you know, congratulations on your latest role. And And thank um, you.
1: It was really fun. I actually probably, the last time I talked to you, I would have already filmed it, but it was, it's one of those things where those sit in um, like, you know, they go through editing and then you don't know particularly when it's going to get released. And as someone who's an actor in it, you're often kind of one of the last people to know (laughs) all of a sudden you get tagged on, on social media and it's like, cool, it's coming out in a week or it's coming out in a month. Um, So uh it's been really cool to to watch that show like surface and see how it all came together
0: yes no i just think it's exciting is this your first sci sci-fi role
1: no i i've actually i've done a lot of like sci-fi and, and fantasy stuff over the years which i really love um uh, like as a, as a viewer reader or whatever, like I, I'm a big fan of that kind of stuff. That's probably, it's definitely my favorite world. Oh, wow. Um, so I, anytime I get to play that kind of thing, um, it's a lot of fun for me. And, and I know some actors don't love it because it's like, there's a lot of jargon to it and there can be a lot of like interacting with um, with CG elements that like aren't actually there on the day. But I, I actually kind of love all of that. I, I find it, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's very um, immersive and just so different from day-to-day life. I enjoy that.
0: Yeah, so you get to play a character, and and, and that's what basically attracted you to the role, right? Because you like playing inside spy.
1: Yeah, right? yeah, entirely. I mean, and, and I really love the character I ended up playing in this. is a fellow named Owen. Um, yes. And just, he's this very, um, he's a simple guy. He's, like, very altruistic and in a show where, like, basically through the... Um, the machinations of a couple of uh, uh scientists uh, a bunch of the protagonists in the show end up with their their genetic structure modified in in ways that you know powers start uh, manifesting themselves and rather than like in 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 many um you know, sort of takes on that kind of idea rather than them all being like, cool, let's save the world. They're all like, no, we're going to find the scientists and get rid of this. Uh, whereas, whereas my guy Owen is very much the like, Oh my gosh, it's this wonderful thing. Like, and now it's my duty. And he, he, he's like very noble and like um, he's interesting. He's like a really smart, stupid guy at times where he's like, he's very like nerdy and comic booky and, and, and has like a lot of interesting, you know, uh, uh, brain power going for him but he has this sort of like naivety which is really fun to play with when you're when you're interacting with a bunch of characters who like a lot of the other uh, folks on the show are more j- like their characters are more jaded or they're more cynical um and so it, it creates a really nice like I had a lot of fun just like pushing buttons on people <laughs> um yeah it's it, it was it was a really great experience
0: yeah so how much preparation did it take?
1: Um. I mean, there wasn't like a ton I probably had to do leading into this beyond like my, you know, normal, just like degree of research and character work, but there wasn't like crazy skills to pick up or anything, um, on this one. I I probably had a month or something from when I was originally cast. Um, yeah. And, and I was actually just wrapping up at that time, shooting guilty party, which is the last time I Mm -hmm. talked to you, I was talking about, so those, um, those dates almost overlapped. Um, And then yeah i remember we got rolling on this and like day one was going like punching through uh uh this like wooden column and i blew my knuckle open on like the first take i'm like all right we're in good shape um it it was fine it was it was i think it was honestly a product of um where we were at in the pandemic everyone was still just like hand sanitizing so much so like my knuckles would have just been so dry um but yeah it, it was it was a really fun experience shooting that first episode
0: yes because it was filmed in you know the pandemic right and, yeah
1: yeah well, yeah both of the both it and guilty party were like uh they were interesting because they were like the first things back after like you know I'd spent a year leading up to filming both of these being pretty much a total hermit you know like not not leaving my house much and then all of a sudden you're like checked in on set and there's tons of people and um it was you know a daily covid test and and like so i've, I've had my i've had my nose swabbed many many a time um but yeah honestly it, it like I had nothing but good things to say about it though like they're they, they, they on both shows they ran such a smooth operation um that you really just got to like play and with owen i got to do there's like a lot of Im- improvisation in him um that i got to that they were really cool with nice. just messing around with different takes on lines change like just there's a number of things in, in in like the physical behaviors and like was, that's the most fun thing for an actor is when you're given like the, the license to cover Yeah. Because I I don't know, I, I like trying to, like you obviously need to follow the script and tell the story, but like, I think I would rather not do 10 takes in a row of the exact same thing because I feel like when I turn that over to a director and an editor and, and their job is to cut that together, I've given them no options. I've given them nothing to like to experiment with. I, I think it I prefer as an actor to, you mm-hmm. know, you still need to pick the cup up on the on the on the right line for it to cut together. But it's it's like, how do you do that? It's how uh uh I think there's actually it's a Daniel Day Lewis anecdote, which um my one of my acting coaches had told this this story about that basically he he explained, I think it was in Lincoln, that it was he knows for it for the edit he's got to pick this cup up on the same line every time. Cause you don't want to be a, be a jackass to the editors and make it impossible to cut a scene together. So you, you see there's certain like limits, but he, he was like, cool. There's, there's, but there's, you know, we did 20 takes, and 20 different ways I can pick that cup up and each of them would, you know, give you something a little different. Um, and that stuff is, is subtle, but a good editor can then go through and have the ingredients to be like, Oh no, I like it more like this. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that's, makes it more fun on the day of. And I think it gives them more options in the back end because my job is to put a bunch of paint on a canvas. I'm ultimately not the painter as the actor, right? I'm, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm one color in the thing They it's up to the director, editor, producers kind of thing to, to bring it all together.
0: Yes. And it takes a team.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's very collaborative mm-hmm. at, the, at the end of the day. I mean, I am. I like I end up doing a fair bit of um, directing like music videos and things like that. Honestly, I I much prefer when I'm editing if I have a bunch of different variants on something, because otherwise you're just, you're just splitting hairs between, between very similar takes. And if you don't like the way something came together, you're kind of painted into a corner where there's not a lot you can do about it.
0: Yeah. and you know, so you were in costume and makeup. So how was that? Like, how did that, um, how did you enjoy that?
1: Uh, well, Owen, I spent a lot of time in prosthetics for him um, because I start, i referred to it as my copper madness, which is not what it's called in the script. Yeah. But, uh, the, the amount of metal in my blood gets too high. It's a long story. I start kind of turning into metal. Um, mm. and so you have in um, the makeup department did a wonderful job of putting these like plates of like metal yeah. on my forehead and my fingers turning into it. Um, and that's, that's, it's tricky, um, on a long day because you don't want to wreck their work, but you still need to find a way to like eat a sandwich at some point. So you're trying to like not wreck this beautiful, uh, uh, piece. Um, so that's tricky. And then, and then there was, there was the color contacts for this, which are, um, the only thing that's crazy is I wear contacts as well. So it's actually contact over contact. Um, I've actually, I was told by the, by the tech, uh, doing it, um, That that actually can be easier on the eye, kind of thing, because you still have your layer in in closer that feels normal. Um, So it's always a bit jarring. I've had to do it on another show before. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I have no complaints about any of it, though, because I I I work well with contacts and I understand it's it's for the you know it makes it makes it look right. But it's tricky when you're doing like some action sequences. Um, because with the color context, you can't actually see superbly well. Like you're you're missing a lot of your peripheral vision, so you mm-hmm. just kind of have to trust the people around you to not like <laughs> wing you in the side of the head.
0: Yeah. Yes, and that's way the team comes in, right? You work together to. Yeah,
1: yeah, and, and it was and everyone on Perfect uh, Imperfects was was like tremendous in that in that sense. The whole creative yeah. team, hair, makeup, costumes is, is like just like top notch people. So it, they make that stuff um, so easy you know it's the difference of I think in in like music and acting and everything I do one of the biggest like measures of of how much enjoyment I get out of any given day is how supported you end up feeling in something and you know and I, I've i had people often ask like so I get to do the the Shania Twain tour uh, years ago and that was like you know easily one of the highlights of my life is going to tour with her and I'll, I'll be asked oh what was that like and, and I think I usually come to the the one of the coolest parts of the whole tour is how well supported we were in that it was like, and it it literally goes down to like, there was amazing catering before the show every night. So you're well fed. The lighting crew was really good at their jobs. The sound was amazing on stage. Like my band and myself were supported in every way so that you, when you actually, it's time for you to do the thing that you're like there to do um, you can do it. Whereas, you know, I've, I've played many, a uh, abandoned, bar gig in my like early days of like where where you know you you i used to play bass in my buddy's band, and and i remember i would also be our sound guy so i would hit a long bass note and i would be reaching over and mixing on the go and like it, it you know uh, you're not as supported there so you can't probably do your job as well so on something like imperfects and you know on a lot of the, the bigger shows uh when when they're well run which imperfects was um you're supported so then you can just show up and act which is the best part
0: yes and this is a tv series and uh so do you think they would you know be another series like you no know, you know when it keeps going do you think oh like
1: another season of it yeah yes, um well i mean fingers crossed um i what? know we had we had a pretty good well we had an awesome reception at the gate people seem to have really connected with the show in, in this first month it's been out and um I think we spent a couple weeks in the like top three in the world. Nice, um, which which was crazy because this this is like <laughs> it was a like Canadian production company, Nomadic Pictures out of, out of Calgary, um, it, it, but it, we shot it out here in Van, um, and so it feels like this kind of you know little engine that could where it's like the show came to like came together with all these different like elements and, and when you actually see the thing up on its feet, uh, they, they've done a really, really wonderful job putting it together. And so I, I can see people like, you know, the online feedback has been um, pretty wonderful. So again, fingers crossed, we get to get another season, get to do some more. Yeah.
0: No, congratulations. What a feeling and a lot of hard work and a team. Yeah. Um,
1: totally. oh. yeah. And you can't know how any of this stuff is going to go. Like it's, uh, it's so out of your hands. Like I, my, my job is, is, is done. A year and a half ago right
0: oh, and then, yeah.
1: but then it then it gets put in the hands of editors directors producers and eventually it's in the hands of Netflix and like it's in the hands of marketing teams and so it's you need every single layer of that to carry the ball uh mm-hmm. so you have to do more of it so it's it's funny because you know I sit here now talking about it but like the last day I was Owen was sometime last summer um but it, you know it feels fresh again because the show's out now So
0: oh, exciting and I want to congratulate you again on your latest single, Looking for You. And I mean, it, you know, and also congratulations on from my understanding surpassing 15 million streams under your stage name, Westman Yeah. I, would, I mean, tell us about the song like Looking for You, because I think it was co-written by yeah, it's, it's actually ones.
1: it's it's co-written by a lot of people. We wrote it at a camp. Um, which I've done a handful of these and I really enjoy them. Um, This is like a songwriting camp. There's like 11 of us up at it. And it's a ton of fun. You just get a bunch of people who love writing and playing music. And I think we were writing, you know, two songs a day. We were up at a cabin in, in the mountains. It was, it was a blast. And then you get, you know, the guys will sit around at night and everyone's just got like guitars and a few beers. And it's, it's just like, it's, it's very laid back and a bunch of musicians in their element. Um, So it came out of that. I was, in the shower one morning before one of the rites, and I was like singing and humming it. And the guy who was like, who I was roommates with for the camp was like, Oh, I gotta do do that one today. Like that's, that sounds great. And I'm like, okay, I'll bring that into a, right. So, um, he's actually the fellow, his name's Dan Swinimer. He ended up being the producer of the song. Um, so it was, it was cool, but he got to be probably the first person who heard it. Um, but yeah, just, just getting to work in that environment is, is, it comes down to that supportive thing again, where it's like, Oh, cool. You have this nugget for a song and then you plunk it into a room with a bunch of people who are like tremendous writers who have all written like a bunch of hit songs. It, it makes it, so you don't have to carry the ball entirely yourself. Mm-hmm. So what's the song about looking for you? Like, yeah, it's, it's pretty simple. Uh, it's like, it's just kind of this, uh, I, I, I'm I'm always bad at picking apart my own lyrics, but it's it's just the idea that there's like someone out there, and with, whether you know that or not, for you that it's like that there's this sort of like intrinsic gravity of the universe pulling you towards them and you and, and them towards you, and it just kind of like delves into that. It's it's not super complicated. Um, I I quite like it. I think there's something, something kind of charming and
2: simple to it. Do
0: you do you get your inspiration? when like you're at your cabin and around the campfire is that where the most creative
1: I I go back and forth um I do some writing out there and I I actually I make a lot of music out there I do a fair bit of recording out there but honestly I I always find uh people will expect that that's like where you're like oh you're in like a quiet Mm. place and like ideas come I find I write more when life is chaotic um I think it's largely because like I find doing something creative like writing where you're trying to pull something out of nothing um, is really challenging if you just sit down to do it and really focus on it. I find my, like, my conscious brain is not wonderful at it, but I find my subconscious something in the, like a background process of my brain is much better at it. So if I'm having a shower driving my car, um, you know, or, or in the middle of a busy day, that's where I get little song ideas. And then my job just becomes trying to like, write them down or get a voice note of it so that when I want to go and write, rather than trying to pull something from nothing, I can pull that like little nugget out and go, okay, cool. This is something to to work off. I've heard, I think it's, uh, might it be a Sp- Steven Spielberg thing that he really like, he finds driving a car is like the big one for him. Um, it part of me feels that it it just has something to do with like getting your conscious mind out of your own way Because where it's, if you s- set out to like write a song, or like write anything and you have the agenda, like, okay, I'm going to write a love song and it's going to be about this. And it's going to sound like that. I find you can kind of, um, over manhandle it and you don't get something maybe quite as organic. So at least that, that's my experience. So sometimes I get stuff out of my cabin, but more often in my cabin, I'm, I'm more likely to just play music. Like I'll play my guitar, um, and, and make, and, and, and not make sort of work out of it kind of thing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you're, saying like you know when you're in the process of doing something like doing like mm-hmm. driving as you said or sure. or going for I don't know it might like a run or yeah, something. Yeah, like
1: Totally. That. I find all those activities great for I find making my breakfast is often where I'll get them just, <clears throat> just fresh, just waking up, haven't um like I don't know. I, I just I don't think anything's really original. Um I think everything that I could possibly write is derived from every other song I've ever heard in my life that there's some just garbage dump in my brain of all these things that I've ever heard. Um, And it's just churning around at all times. And that when you have the right moment, little things will like rise up to the surface. And if you can skim them off, um, that's where you get good stuff from. But like, yeah, trying to like sit down and be like, I'm going to write something entirely original. Like there's only so many notes. We've heard them all before. They all exist. They're all out there. And that that doesn't bother me uh, at all. Um, I just, I like to try and grab onto them when I can.
0: that's that's so inspiring and what's the feedback been like so far
1: well looking for you I haven't actually put out yet um it's it it should come out somewhere in about the next month um I mean I like it and the people I've I've made it with like it but uh I've actually kind of in that that lovely spot with it right now before releasing it um I talked to a bunch of my artist friends about this you can't release a song and not have um how it's received kind of impact your like your view of it. And it, it, it's like, I always try and be like, okay, I'm just gonna keep this song is my opinion of it is whatever it is, but you can't help it. Like when, when I've had a song that's a commercial success that like fans like or is well-received or streams a bunch, you develop like a love for it in different ways where like I look back at a song like, uh, like Duet, that's sort of the, the one that started my career off and gave me like a commercial music career. I'll always have this really warm place in my heart for it. I mean, I always, I liked the song when we wrote it, but it like allowed me to do so much stuff in my life that I otherwise would never have a chance to do. Um, so all of that to say, looking for you is in that beautiful, innocent place right now where the world hasn't colored it for me in any way. Um, but like, I've gotten to a pretty good place of like that, regardless of how any of my songs are received, uh, I always like them, but if I've chosen a song to eventually put out, like I like it, it it, yes. it it passed the the test at some point for me.
0: And it comes from from you, right? With yeah, are and you do have an album that is called Soul right now? Yeah, but-
1: yeah. So I, I put out an album called Soul in 2019, and that's sort of that's yes. my most recent like full length album um, okay. that's come out. And that that one was really cool for me. That was like, um that was probably the most like exploratory I've been with music and just like um, chasing after a bunch of different, like creative sounds. I got really into listening to like Fleetwood Mac during the time of making it. So there's a bunch of things that I was trying to do in production uh, practices that were a little more like seventies inspired. Um, yeah. That one's, that one's really, that, that album's really precious to me.
0: Well, that's wonderful. No, it's just, I mean, you're a TV actor, you're a film actor, you're a musician, you are, songwriter, uh, you're a director, like, how do you balance everything? You're just, I always use the word multi-talented, but I like to use extremely (laughs) multi-talented.
1: Um, yeah, good, good question. Um, I don't know. It's not super duper easy. Uh, I, I feel like I get asked this question a lot and I feel like my answer changes depending on how I'm feeling any given day, because some days I feel like I'm doing a great job of balancing and some days it feels Yeah. I'm always debating of like, Oh, could I be deeper into like one of my careers or, or be doing a better job if I only did one thing. And sometimes I feel that way. And other days I'm like, no, I don't actually think so. I think the like ping ponging has actually been really helpful. Like it's generated a bunch of opportunities and it like, I think mainly on like a
2: mental health
1: level is good for me in that it like gives me variety in life. And like, if something is frustrating, I can try something else or um they're just they're quite different um like music being an artist is a lot closer to I think being like a producer of a movie in that like it's your baby it's like it's it's this whole big picture and you you make the songs and you record them and it's your job to market them and you're the mm-hmm. face of it and it's this like whole product that is wrapped up in, in it whereas acting is this really tiny slice where it's like you just show up and, and do your little thing, but it's not my job to go and like sell the movie, you know, or edit the movie or negotiate all the contracts of everyone in the movie where um, it's kind of closer to like, if you're like a hired gun musician and you, mm-hmm. you're like a touring guitar player, or a studio guitar player, and you come in for two hours and play your, your tracks and, and then you're done. Like I'll hire a guy to play on one of my records and, they probably work on it for a few hours and that's the extent of their time on, on it. You know, this thing that will take me a couple of years probably to ultimately put together. Um, that's kind of closer to acting. So it's nice to be able to kind of ping pong between those and have something that's mm-hmm. just like pure, you know, creative there, but in admittedly in acting you, you have probably less control over what's going on. Like, like I've said, like the project isn't mine. I don't know if there'll be a second season of it. Like those things are out of my hands. Um, So yeah, you, you take kind of the the trade off with it. And as for the balance, it's like, it's very day to day. I don't know that I have like a master plan for it. You know, people will sometimes say like, if I've had a a show that's come out, that's done well, or if I've put out an album, that's done well, I'll, I'll catch up with friends and they go, Oh, so you're doing way more acting these days. You're like doing more music. And I'm always like, I'm probably pretty much doing all of them at the same time, all the time. And then sometimes things go better or worse and you, it's like, it's totally out of my hands.
0: Yeah. And, you know, transferable skills, right. I mean, yeah. You know, oh, it's amazing.
1: Yeah. Like, that that's helpful. I mean, that you end up picking up almost more skills than you intend to, or at least I have, like, I didn't get into this <laughs> intending to be a video editor or, or like a, like a colorist. Like I know how to color correct things. And it's like, that's not my MO in life, but I needed to pick that skill up at some point in time to complete a project. So you you do it. And I, I usually now I'm always trying to go like, no, I can't like, I at one point started dabbling around and trying to do like visual effects. And then I stopped myself. I'm like, I don't want one more skill in this. Like what I want to do here. If I want visual effects, I want to hire someone. So we're just, we're just going to stop that one.
0: Exactly. You know? Yeah. And so what is next for you?
1: Next for me? Well, so it's getting looking for you out. And then that'll, that's off an album, uh, like a full album that'll come out next year. And then, I mean, fingers pro- crossed that Imperfects come back, comes back because it was just a lot of fun to work on. So it would be more of that. Um, I got a Christmas movie that's coming out in a couple of months. I can't believe Christmas is, is impending. I was at the, um, I was at a mall the other day and I think it was the first week of October. And they had Christmas stuff up, and I'm someone who loves Christmas, so I'm just like I'm never bothered by it. But I'm like, that's really early. I'm like, you're jumping Halloween now, fully. They're <laughs> jumping, there. and I was like, all right, we're we're into it. But yeah, it's 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 upon us.
0: And if people want to find out more information. Where can they go?
1: Um, I have so my website's Um I'm not super interactive with it. I'd say overall, like. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter kind of thing would be your best bet. And that would be at West Mac Music for for any of those. Um, That's where I like probably on a daily basis have something stupid to say (laughs) on on Instagram. It's probably the spot to follow
2: me. I knew from when I was very young but I didn't recognize it as a gift. I grew up afraid because you know when I was just around three years old I started to see and hear dead people. And for me, it was scary, not because of the fact that they were dead, but because I didn't know who these people were. I had no idea why every time I went to bed, there were strangers that would just appear in my bedroom. And I was petrified. I was even more freaked out when I found out that other people couldn't see them. It was just me. So, you know, I remember for years being so freaked out to go to bed, so afraid to be by myself, because anytime I was alone, anytime I was by myself or playing by myself, was a time that the spirit world would try to come in and talk to me, connect with me and speak with me.
0: So when was that pivotal moment? So you, you weren't scared, right? You were fearless. But it's like, when was it that you said, okay, I do have to stand up and I need to help up?
2: like I said, I I grew up afraid of it. So for years and years and years, I pushed this away. I didn't want to sense anything, feel anything. All I wanted was to just be normal. So I did everything that I could to make the voices stop, to push these abilities away. And it wasn't until later on in life that I learned to embrace it because I got to be honest, my grandmother was a medium who passed it on to my mom, who passed it on to me. But You're going to know that my family never did this publicly. You know, they all were gifted where they could sense things and feel things and communicate with the spirit world, but it wasn't something that they practiced or things that they did actively. So, you know, for years I had done the same thing that they did. I just pushed it away and tried to make the voices stop and did what I could to live a normal life. But growing up, I really felt a strong connection to other people. I always felt like I had to do something with helping others. But I was a little bit lost. I didn't know what that meant or what it was that I was supposed to do. So I actually started my career as an EMT. I worked for the World Trade Center in Boston for the Security Operations Department. And then I went to see a medium for the first time myself because I wanted to see somebody who was actually using this gift since all my family did was run from it or keep it a secret.